What up, everyone? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. This is Kazi. It's JMB. And we are back with episode 10 of season 2 of Cold Brew and Hip Hop. Thank you, everyone, for listening this past year. Uh, I know that it's been not as frequent as we had hoped. Um, you know, babies and life got in the way. <laughs> um, but we got uh, we got an exciting 10th episode for y'all. And uh, we're ready to get to it. So... Sorry, you can't see us, but we're kind of nodding and vibing to the background <laughs> music. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. I don't know if this came out in like the early 90s, late 80s, but this is a fucking bop, bro. It's fucking, this song will never die. And I know other hip-hop artists, R&B artists, have tried to like really get into Christmas. Uh, but it's not... Nothing will ever come close to Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Yeah, and so uh, for those who don't know, it's Run DMC. The song came out on November 25th, 1987. Um, it was during the golden age of hip hop. Um, so it's a single by Run DMC. It included, uh, it was included on two 1987 Christmas compilation albums featuring various artists. Um, so it's definitely like, um, my favorite, like Christmas song, right? It's like, it ain't Christmas yet until I start listening to Christmas and Hollis. That's when I officially know it's Christmas time. So me and my uncle have this tradition where we, oh, it's like when we used to always see each other before COVID, we would always see each other on Christmas and we would always listen to it together. But over the past few years, we kind of raced to see who can text each other the YouTube of this song mm. and who can be the first one on Christmas Day to send Christmas time in House Queens. My uncle is like an old school hip hop fan, like original. So he probably went to like multiple, I mean, not probably, he definitely went to multiple like public enemy shows run dmc like he had like all that all the adidas gear and all that so like my man the tracksuit yeah my man knows all about run dmc and all that so um you know he's probably like one of the main reasons that got me into that and um this song is absolutely a christmas tradition for me more than fucking rudolph or any of that shit for sure um so it was uh it reached i guess um in the year 2000, 13 years after it was first released, it reached number 78 on the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart, which is fucking dope. Um, the album for the single is a Keith Haring um, picture, right? Of a oh yeah, an adult is. holding a small child. Oh, oh sh- you good? You good? <laughs> oh, sh- we good, we good, everything good. Okay, we gotta, we gotta leave that in. How's he busting uh, his ass? Oh, shit. Um, I'll um, digress. Just, if, is that all right? So, um, Hollis is a neighborhood in Queens, which is a borough of New York City. And um, I think that this is a great segue into a future segment or, or however you want to do it. But um, one of our upcoming plans is uh, to kind of break down borough by borough the... Um, top most influential or favorite artists hip-hop artists from um the five different bros of nyc which is the origin of hip-hop itself so queens um i mean run dmc is probably like god tier but what comes to mind for me my generation is nas and we don't have to get into like deep dive into that discussion now just a preview of kind of things to come Man, I fucked up like my foot too. I tripped. Oh I, my god! I, nah, I mean, I'm I'm good. I think it's like a toe that I broke like back in the day, and it's just like you know. It, I mean, the it, laugh is just funny. Yeah. It's on like, yeah, it's on audio, and people are just gonna hear like fum. So I I had to get up because uh, it's on my iPod, right? I was playing Christmas and Halls on my iPod, which is like I don't know for the listeners at home, maybe like 
eight and a half feet away from where we're sitting on the couch and I hopped to get up and I tripped over Jacob's laptop cord which was still plugged in and I knew it was plugged in and I tried to hop over it and I fucking caught my foot and I fell I fell towards my drum riser which is like right next to the couch should we say it's like a whole thing <laughs> we can do like a whole virtual tour one day like when we get cameras up in this bitch and we record down here um <laughs> But I didn't want, like, the next song to start playing because I didn't just go to the album by Run DMC and select the one song so it would just not play anything oh. after the first one, right? It was just going to go through the list because I just selected songs and I scrolled really fast with the scroll wheel. Uh, for the uh, Gen Z kids listening, an iPod was oh, something that we used to upload songs onto our computer from physical media. So a CD or... We would download illegally music that someone else had uploaded via a CD to their computer and then shared with the world. I had the original iPod on the uh, the fucking. It had the wheel and it had like it didn't have buttons on the wheel. Yeah. You could push down. It had the four on the top and that yep. thing was thick as fuck. Yeah. And Apple under Steve Jobs, they were so smart the way that they like trained our generation to go from the fucking brick iPod and then over to the iPod Touch. And then just seamlessly, whoop, right to iPhone. Yep. And now half of us already got iPads and shit. And it's yeah. like the the training of the of the consumer. It was fucking brilliant. And like they they have a customer for life in me. For sure. You know what I mean? Like and I think like no I, other so go ahead. I only fuck with Windows because it's like a cheaper desktop computer, man. Like if I could afford the fucking iMac, man, that shit would be hooked up. My car I'd have an Apple car, I'd have like a fucking Apple Jet. You know, I I had a MacBook when I went to RIT, and uh-huh. I was I felt so prestigious, and right. I, I felt like my chest was out. But when it came down to it, when I was by myself in my apartment, I didn't like. It wasn't as great as I thought it was. Every mm. Apple I've had was the best. Like iPhone, as best as you can be. Everything yeah. like that. But the Mac, I mean, it ran smooth. Everything worked. It was just clunky when you were trying to do things that were designed to be done on a Windows, which right. most mainstream things are. Right. And I'm not a graphic designer or a fucking like Mac gamer right, or whatever. Right, right, right. So I was doing, I was doing things that sh- probably could have been done for an eighth of the price on a, on a fucking Windows. Right, but right. I wanted, the, I wanted that flex. I wanted yeah. to have that MacBook. Interesting side story. I'll, I'll, uh, I won't digress into why, but. Um, you know, back before I was able to like manage anger better uh-huh. and everything. Um, there was tell uh, us more about your therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, let's just say bad day. Yeah, let's just call it a bad day, bad phone call. And um, so I punched my fist through my coffee table, but that wasn't enough, right? So and I just smashed my MacBook to almost pieces, but it was very strong. Like metal or yeah, whatever yeah, it's made out of. Yeah, it's a so, fucking aluminum, bro. It's really so, hard to like fuck that shit so up. So it had um like a very in like dent in like the front oh, with this, this yeah. part here. So like that part was like very in, and it would light up and turn on, but like I don't think the hard disk would like read or do any yeah. actions or whatever. So I hustled some kid at school, and I was like, "Look, this shit don't boot, but I'll still sell it to you for like five hundred bucks." And and then like he was like him and Han, and then uh. I tried to go for, like, less. I almost, like, undersold myself by a lot. And then he's like, no, I'll still give you, like, 400 for it. And I that was, like, a steal, like, on yeah. my end. Like, it was literally plastic garbage. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was not recoverable. But he was really, like, cocky. Like, I'm a computer guy. I can fix this. Good luck, buddy. You just bought you just bought a fucking $400 hunk of junk. But that was that was uh, uh, over 10 years ago. That was an old me. Um, but 
I I I put a Twitter poll and I made fun of Elon Musk in my mm, Twitter poll with yeah. the I will abide by the results of this poll, which yeah. He, so he's like, should I resign as CEO of Twitter? I will abide by the results. So I put, should I buy a Mac or a Windows laptop? And uh, Kazi and a few others voted, and it was <laughs> unanimously on, on Mac. Yeah. So I guess the next time I the next time I upgrade my my personal PC, my personal computer rather. It's definitely gonna be MacBook, and That's this time up. I promise not to smash it. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, all right. <laughs> I think we're older now, so we can agree that punching things uh, is not a a useful outlet for for anger management. But not at all. Not I feel you, man. I broke my hand doing that shit. Um, so I got two things to say about Macs and MacBooks. First time I ever did cocaine. Side note, mom, if you're listening to this, I've never done cocaine. First time I ever did cocaine was off of my um, my late friend Janelle's. Uh, she had the the little mini MacBook, um, and we needed like you know like I'm not gonna say anything about you or any or implicate you in any drug use. But um, for those who are listening, when you and for you for you uh, Jacob, I've never friend. done cocaine. Okay, okay. And so I don't judge that, but I have never. done So it. you need like a very like non porous flat surface to like crush it up and like make it nice and fine and. So you can't use like a wood grain shape with Definitely like little not. divots and nah, all nah. that. No, no, it's but... not like rolling weed or nothing. Like you, you got it. You got to have like a flat fucking, so like plastic or glass is preferable, like a right? Mirror, yeah, a mirror, mirror, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, so we were like, oh, what are we gonna use? So basically, like my my girl at the time, uh, she was uh, an aspiring drug dealer at that moment in history, um, before she became a kingpin, um, but so uh, we went to Walmart. And we were waiting in the parking lot at Walmart so I could buy Pineapple Express on uh, DVD, but it was like the the unedited version, so it had like extra footage and shit like that, and you could do widescreen, full screen. Again, uh, Gen Z back in the day, we used to wait for movies to come out, and then we would go buy physical media. You had to like go in the car, drive to the fucking store, yeah, hope yeah. it was there on the shelves. No, they had shit. a crate. They had a fucking crate. The guy was wheeling it out, and they were ripping the plastic off of like the display. And so they were, like, talking amongst themselves. And I was just, like, chilling. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And she was like, well, we don't, like, don't want you to get, like, upset or mad or judge us. But, um... And then she, like, pulled out a little dime bag of some Coke. And she's like, we're going to do some cocaine. Do you want to do it with us? And I'm like, I've never done it before. But, like, fuck it, right? And so we did it. And then I'm all amped up for, like, the next five minutes. And I ran into Walmart. I'm like, I got to buy this fucking DVD. And it's midnight. <laughs> At a Walmart in a fucking town, uh, 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 like a college town, but it's like off season, it's like winter or some shit. So it's like just farmers and was local. It Geneseo? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So man, they everyone in the store was looking at me like I was crazy, and they were like, "Dude, you need to like chill, chill the fuck out," because people are gonna say he's on something, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Is this what being on cocaine is like? I'm all hopped <laughs> up. Um. So uh, second thing about Max, <laughs> um, damn, I missed Janelle. That sucks. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, yeah, my friend Janelle, uh, who was there with her MacBook, um, she uh, she died in a car crash in November, and so I've been kind of fucking trying to deal with all that. But I found myself daily thinking about funny shit that we said or did together, and uh, it, it makes me feel okay, I guess. Second thing about Max, uh, I remember when we worked at a certain call center, and there would be a customer who was using a Mac for like port forwarding on their Mac for Nightmare. their DVRs 
and like a handful, and I mean a handful of people, I think I'm being generous if I say three people <laughs> in our whole fucking department knew how to port forward on a Mac. Let's just say the whole company, because it's not like you could yeah. call somebody from yeah. Boca and sure. they could port forward. Sure. The whole company, the maybe whole like company. three or four, 10,000 yeah. 10, employees, three or four people could maybe do it. And they all were in the Rochester office, <laughs> and you're fucking lucky if they're there on that day. Because there was like a wiki page, an internal wiki page that like talked about it, but like you give some fucking person who barely knows how to like port forward on a fucking Windows machine, now all of a sudden you're trying to have them walk a customer through a completely different, um, is it GUI? Yeah. Uh, UI, or you could say GUI. Yeah. A, a, a whole new UTI. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was always funny. They're like, we got a Mac call. Can you finish up? And they're like, yeah, if someone else takes this call for me, and they're like, yeah, transfer it back into the queue. <laughs> um, so. God, I fucking hate that place oh, so yeah, bad. Man. Oh, my God. We talk about it like every other episode. I know. I we know. just hint at it, but it's funny, though. Like, Oh, it's funny, man. If it wasn't for that shit, we wouldn't have met half the people we know. So, I know, you know that's true. That's true. I never would have met my wife, and I never would have met you. My wife. Um, I'm gonna add to the Walmart uh, high at Walmart story. Sure. So I've never done cocaine, but I used to abuse hallucinogenic cough syrup mm-hmm. like a lot, like <laughs> all the time, every day, a lot. I gotta and, fuck with that. I gotta on my day off. I think I'm just gonna <laughs> robo trip. I don't know. So like. I don't, I have, my wife asked me to stop. That was several years ago. I haven't touched it since. Um, I'm, I haven't. Several years ago? Wait, did I know you back then? Yeah. Oh, you were still doing it? I would be high as fuck at work, dog. Oh. I would be tripping. I'd be like staring at the fucking carpet. The carpet would be like. Oh, bro. I love people, it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but um, you know what helped me not do that? Cannabis. Hmm. And yeah. same thing with alcohol, which probably fucked my life up worse than the cough syrup. Cough syrup was just kind of a vibe, but still shouldn't have done it. It was, like, not that healthy. Anyways, digression. So Yeah, um, I've never done something I really regret when I'm stoned, by the way. I have done regrettable shit when I am drunk as fuck. Like, yeah, fuck, shit you'd see on fucking Worldstar. And, like, like thank God there weren't fucking, like, high-resolution camera phones dude. back when we were in fucking, like, high school and the early years of our college like, When career. I was, like, underage drinking, there wasn't yeah. no, like... Caught in 4K, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah, a shitty yeah. flip phone with like yeah. a 10-second clip if, if yeah. you're lucky or unlucky. Um, <laughs> so, so um, all right. Robo-tripping this, in Walmart. This is a, a, a heads-up, a safety warning, not a tip. But when you do, when you robo-trip, when you do the cough syrup, it either, it, the most common thing is that you buy um, the cough syrup and it comes with a handful of ingredients. And, the you know, A, it's to... It's to help you with your cold because you're not right. supposed to take it recreationally. It's to fucking help you with the flu. Right. But B, it's because if you if you just put the pure one main ingredient, which is DXM or dextromethorphan, then if you put that by itself, then people will know that there's not all those other side effects from like antihistamines that can like you take too much and stop your heart or oh, or like guafacin, which you take too much, you like shit your pants and puke all the time. <laughs> and like there's different. I ones. want that one. I want that one. <laughs> <Party>! <laughs> First one to shit themselves. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, you know, what it was, what I would do is I would, I would kind of like drive really far. I would go to different places to find the pure one, the one that didn't have the additives. And you can find it, um, but it's, it's a pain in the ass. And I would never like use my phone number at the pharmacy because yeah. I couldn't track it. Right. Um, and I would never go to the same store like in the same week. Did she use the phone number of like a person that you fucking hate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, but one time, so the, 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 what you should do 
And what I did not do, what you should do is you should take like a single normal small dose of like an allergy. Like if you had seasonal allergies, it was springtime. Sure. Yeah. And you just take a normal, you should drink whatever you're going to safely consume. And then plus one little, and then, but I did not do that. And I didn't know that ahead of time. And I got what's called the robo itch uh-huh. and your whole body. It's like drugs. I mean, like yeah. you feel like your fucking skin is crawling, itching so bad. So I can't, here's the thing. I can't sleep without a fucking fan or white noise, but I, I like the air too. So it's usually a fan and my fan died and it was the dead of winter and my cousins lived with me and my, my cousin's wife was nice enough. I didn't have a car at the time. It was a fucking bum. So my cousin drove me to, to fucking to Walmart up the road and, and, uh, I was like walking around. You won't be able to see this on the audio, but I was walking around like this, my hat, my shirt half up and I'm like, <laughs> and she's almost like kind of like escorting almost like a blind man she's like this way this way we got to find the fans we got to find the fans and i'm like oh my god i'm so itchy (laughs) i consciously knew what was happening i knew i was way too high i was having a bad trip the visuals the visuals don't usually come in a bright fluorescent area they usually come in a dark room dim uh like a chill space but they were still there i was having a very bad trip and um and I was just being escorted through Walmart. Finally, I found like a fucking shitty $20 fan. I was able to get back. And I just had to ride it out. What's this? Um, so oh, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was nothing in the world more helpless and irresponsible and depraved than a man in the depths of an ether binge. And I knew we'd get into that rotten stuff pretty soon. And the, the crazy thing is, is you can actually see yourself behaving in this manner. And there's nothing you can do to control your body. <laughs> Fear and, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I've yeah. never seen the full thing, but everybody says I would love it. Yeah. Um, that's, there's nothing worse than knowing. Also, um, I wish I was friends with you back in your bum phase. Um, I just picture Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation, which is totally okay, by the way, because that character is 100% fine by me. <laughs> Shitter's full! Merry Christmas! <laughs> um, um, I like how you like called it a phase and not like... <laughs> 75% of my life. <laughs> Thank you. That was very generous of you. Um, well, I mean, like, you know, you're in your 30s now, and I've known you since 2015, 2016. The, the only thing that made me who I am is my first son being born mm-hmm. and me knowing, like, I knew all my life I wanted to be a dad, but when my first son came, I, like, I cut the shit. Nobody needed to tell me to cut the shit. Yeah. I just was like, this is what I'm on earth for. And even on my darkest, <coughs> super dark thoughts... And everybody who doesn't know, if you have friends with, like, mental health issues and depression and shit, Dark Thoughts is basically code for, like, suicidal thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the bullshit. Um, but anyways, uh, and I have my two sons now, and I'm so grateful, but I, I evolved into who I am because of being a dad and yeah. having to cut the bullshit. Yeah. And not drinking got me here, and my wife got me here, but... My uh, wife. I like who I am now, and I, I still fucking I like hanging and vibing, but I wouldn't be able to be any of these things if I was still the old me. Yeah. No, I feel that, dude. Um, I was like, I don't know, it was months, it was months ago, and like, I was like helping Katie do something, and I was like, just like, I was being calm and nice and like opposite me, right? Usually I'm a fucking asshole and I'm high strung, but I was just like, I was just being chill and like doing the things that she wanted me to do ahead of time, so they were all done, and I'm like, just trying to be, like, a better husband and a better father, right? And, like, she says that I'm a great father, but, you know, I'm sure that there's always room for improvement, especially in this, like, thing, this experiment we call life. And she was just like, what's up? Like, you're only nice when you've, like, done something wrong. Or when you're climbing Mount Marcy. (laughs) Right. So, like, you know, I was like, there's nothing, like, I was like, I was like, I take offense to this because 
I just want to be nice. And I want to be a good person to you. And like, I want to be a good dad. And like, these are the, this is the way I, I'm showing it. And she's like, I don't know. It seems suspicious. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't fu-. like, and it, it hurts me too. That like in my track record of like the, sh- the shit that I did, you know, before we were even married, you know, we were just like dating or whatever. And like, oh, I was lied about smoking pot for a whole year. Whoops. Thought you. Damn. I didn't yeah. know it was a whole year. I thought it was yeah. like one set. Nah, nah. I thought you like, hit the dube one time. And no, it was like maybe her. like once a month. Oh, right? and I'd shoot. be like hanging out with Rob or Jack or something like that. And I'd be like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just take one hit. And then, She'd ask me, and she'd be like, hey, like, you know, like, you've asked me to follow up. And be like, do you get any urges when you're hanging out with these people who are big stoners? I'm like, no, I don't have any urges, and I'm texting her back, and I'm already fucking stoned. I'm like, oh. Dang. You know, so it's like, it's, so, like, you know, like, once trust has been broken, it's, like, really hard to, like, build it back up. And, like, trust is the most important thing to Katie, so. um, For sure. Anyway, um, so you were telling me that you had a Coolio story. Oh, yes, and I... It is quick, and I have to keep it quick because I, I have to go upstairs, but uh, my Coolio story is that the day we went to the hockey game, we went to an AHL Amherst versus Utica game, and yeah. we were pretty close to the ice, and we were screaming second at everybody. Row, second row. Second row. It was lit, and we were talking shit to Thompson or Stevenson or... I don't forget Johnson, but, oh. it, it, but he's uh, there was an extra... Oh, Johnson. Johnson. Two yeah, there's, there's two S's in his name. So the whole game, I'm like, Johnson! John! Every time he touched the puck or when he got checked into the fucking boards near us. And then Jacob was like, D- there's an extra S in his name. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then you Google him and he's from what, Sweden? Yeah, he's like Jonsson or something. <laughs> so fuck Utica. And they're a bunch of pussies. But um, so that day before the game... Uh, I went to the barbershop to get a cut, and I go to the same barbershop. You've been there. Yeah. They have, like, Wu-Tang shit up. They typically play, you know, 90% of the time, they play, like, good music, unless, like, the one... Um, and I have no hate on female barbers, but the one woman barber, she she controls it, and she plays, like, prom music, and I fucking hate it, and nobody vibes, and she prom doesn't... Prom music? Like I said music? what I said, like, Nickelback, and, like, Arms Wide Open, and, like, Aerosmith, and... Like, slow dance music? Slow dance fucking music. At a fucking barbershop. And she does not take the hint. And like, Do people it, throw shit at her? Well, people complain, but she's like, what? It's good. And it's like, it really isn't. Nah. Put I, it on your fucking Pandora I app or whatever. I don't need to go get a haircut, but I will go and I'll just get edged up. <laughs> I'll just be like, look, I'm only going to sit in this chair and I want to talk to you for 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't need you to do anything. <laughs> um, so, essentially... All right, so it was a, it was a good music kind of night or whatever, and then all of a sudden you hear like the instrumental, the the violins, the beginning of uh, Gangsters Paradise, and it was very short. I'm thinking a month or less. I don't know the exact date, but it was a month or less after Coolio passed away. So most of the people in there are millennials, couple Gen Zs, um, but everybody kind of like, oh yeah, Coolio, and then all of a sudden people are like murmuring. Yeah, there's a buzz. Cool, cool, Coolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I hoped would happen, and probably would have happened if I went to a more african-american barbershop mm-hmm. probably would have would have actually panned out the way that i wanted um and i had high hopes because they like hip-hop there usually um but what i hoped happened would that that was that they would uh either like play loud kick that bass up and let's just fucking yeah. vibe on some this is a classic song like let's send him off like yeah it's good um and what happened was it i don't know if it got turned down or if the talking just got louder but it was like a fucking like it was so, it was like a fucking library. It was so stupid and ass, and the vibe was terrible. And I wanted to, like, walk out in the middle of my hair because I was so mad. I was like, motherfucker, this is Coolio. And, like, you got people, like, humming, like, don't, don't fucking soft dick hum yeah. Coolio. Yeah. Either fucking do it or don't. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I'm like, 
you are not doing this fucking right now. You are not cutting my hair doing this right now. I, I churn butter once or twice living in an Amish paradise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I w- it's just my disappointment, my utter disappointment, my offense. I took offense to that. You got Wu-Tang on the wall. You call yourselves hoop, uh, hip-hop hoop. Hip-hop fans and shit. And, and you have the audacity to fucking limp dick your way through the fucking gangster's paradise. I would have said something. I'd be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Turn this shit up right now. I, I said something sarcastic to my guy, but he's, like, too young to care to get it. Like, yeah. I think he probably was born in, like, 2000 or something. Like, yeah. Fucking Gen Z. Wasn't it, like, 2001, though? Anyway. um, Yeah, man. All right, so uh, we... Uh, are you needed? All right, uh, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Thank you. So, um... I shit on Gen Z a lot, but I think I've said it before on the record. Um, but the one good thing that Gen Z has going for them is uh, they're bringing back, like, the midriff, and they completely got rid of the bra, which I'm totally cool about. What actually is... I See, it's like the Andy Dwyer meme, but, like, at this point I'm too afraid to ask, but, like, what actually is the mid midriff, midriff, mid... The midriff is when you're, like, showing your belly. Like, so between, like, the, the titty and the cooch is all midriff. Oh. Or probably, like, just at the hip line to, like, the top of your ribs, right, where, like, your sternum is. I bet you that's the official midriff. That's funny. Now, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen more of that, too, and, you know, it's funny. Like, but the, the midriff has shifted because the Gen Z girls or of the female... The, the, the Gen Zs who show midriff, the people, Gen Z, non-gendered, uh, people of, of Gen Z of any gender identification, regardless of sex, <laughs> gametes and such, chromosomal, uh, the, if they are showing their midriff, it's uh, high-waisted jeans above the navel, right up to like the under titty, sometimes even the under titty. But back when we were in high school, the midriff was, like, lower, and it went right to the hip line where you could see, like, the hips, and sometimes the girls with those high G-strings, right? The, the, mm, the whale tail. Whale or tail. All, yeah. So, and you would, it, the purpose of that was to show off your belly belt button ring or that little Playboy sticker that you put on when you went tanning. Oh, my God. 2007 was a crazy time. Bro, 2003 was a crazy time. <laughs> nah, yeah, you're right. First titties I ever saw in real life. That sounds like an entire episode, potentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we are wrapping up our year. Um, we made it to 10 episodes, so we kind of fell short of once a month, right? That would be 12 episodes, but, you know. Can, as... I, can I recap? Do you mind? Yeah, you can oh, recap. We did um, Homesick for Hip Hop, where we, we talked a little bit about um, a trip that I, I took. Um, Winter sucks because it does. Crip walking all over the Super Bowl, which is one of my all-time favorite episodes, and um, Ukraine taking a shit on Ruski masterpiece shoes. Hats off to Kazi for the creativity on <laughs> some of these names, because if it was me, it would be like the most boring names ever. So Kazi is very, very <laughs> funny with these names. But that's the one. That's the that's the one where I um, I tell a, a story about um, how I ruined all white shoes. Um, <laughs> there was the interview with Two, aka Tits, the producer. Um, there's JMB diss track featuring the 
Kizza, the QZA. And was that about the uh, the fucking goddamn QAnon people? That's me ranting about QAnon, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, then there's episode seven, Guess Who's Back, and then um, closed captioning provided by. And then that's kind of the, the last two that I mentioned, Guess Who's Back and closed captioning provided by are... Um, the first one is you talking about the birth of your baby, and the second one is talking about the birth of my baby. Oh, shit, we, all right. We talked about different things like that. I mean, we went into other topics as well, but that's kind of like the timing of it, So, um, and like how my sleep-deprived I was. Um, and then the last episode before the current one of the Christmas Time House Queens is, uh, the name is to be determined, but it's with our guest, Nellie Starr. Yes. It'll probably just be Interview with Nellie Starr. Love I it. I think all of our interview episodes were those titled so. i like it Keep yeah it simple. yeah um yeah man uh i sent you kind of like so since anchor the app that we use to record our pod- podcast is uh, like a subsidiary of spotify so it's powered by spotify i guess um we got to see the spotify wrapped so that was pretty cool um i sent you some screenshots if you can pull them up on on your phone my oh. message um, just so we can kind of like go over those analytics and we can throw those up on our Instagram too. I'm sure it'll maybe make like a cool reel about it. Um, obviously it'll change a little because we'll have 10 episodes. Yeah. So we created so far up until episode eight, we created 576 minutes of new content and that's more than 77% of other creators in the music category, um, uh, which I think is pretty neat. So, um, obviously we have a lot more minutes, so we're probably going to be pushing just over 600 for season two. Um, our podcast loves to travel. So, um, top three countries that listen to our podcast were the United States, Mexico, and South Africa. So shout out to all of our fans in South Africa. No shit. Um, yeah, man. I didn't know if it was a two way thing or if we were just like, if we were just interviewing y'all and and y'all were just like, okay, fuck yourself. I'm not going to play your shit, but, uh, cool. Yeah. And I think in, in season one, we had, uh, you know, one episode, uh, do we have the when did we episode two? Here's the breakdown. So oh, okay. we had FOX for season one, yep. Jay Crumb and Celeste Mitchell all back okay. to back. So we had our interview with uh, FOX, Flow of Exposure. He's from uh, Cape Town, South, South Africa. And then Celeste Mitchell, who's a, a producer, influencer uh, in the hip-hop um, genre. And she's an MC um, there in Cape Town as well. And so uh, hip-hop genre, hip-hop community, I meant to say, um, in Cape Town. And then um, we got to interview two, and that was in episode five of season two, and then we just interviewed Nellie Starr. So I think we got, like, um, like a good presence in South Africa, and I think that they, uh, they appreciate us uh, reaching out to them. And we certainly appreciate them. I mean, like, it's, it, it offers us, like, a unique um, uh, deep dive into the culture of being in an African country, right? And uh, there's a lot of diversity and um, I think there's a lot of parallels to America, too, and I think that's kind of, like, where we vibe, right? Like, I don't know all the different countries. I don't know everything about Chad, for example, <laughs> but you go to South Africa, and they have colonial roots. They have diversity, as you said. You know, mm-hmm. they they have, a, a you know, a large English-speaking population, and they also have a large non-English-speaking population, and, and, um, and I think a lot of that permeates into their sort of their avenue of hip-hop, and I like what Celeste said a while ago, which was that cape town or south african hip-hop is like its own thing and um i don't want this podcast to become a love letter to that i do respect their their work and and yeah uh, and i i like to include them 
think Kazi, I think you'd like to include them. There's but... a whole bunch of talent too. I think that like there's a whole bunch of talent. I think that through our interviews, right, and the people who listen to our podcast and the people that fuck with us, yeah. Um, if we can gain them like one new listener, I'd be happy. You know, like I love that, it. that. That's one person, and they might go tell ten people and maybe gain one or two new listeners, right? And so like it, it it'll spread out like a tree, and I think that 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 that's important. Yeah, and. Like I, like I was saying, it's not just a South Africa thing. Like, we're open to artists from everywhere. Yeah. And this is just, this is kind of just, like, the um, where we're at right now. But we're looking and working hard to bring you um, some North American artists as well. Yeah. Coming in season three. Um, so uh, the last couple seasons were heavy on the one country. Right, right. But we're, we're trying to um, diversify the um, background of the artists themselves. Yeah. And it kind of happens that way, I feel. Like, uh, it, like... Uh... We kind of like snowballed a little, right? And then like word of mouth, um, we get we gain some listeners in South Africa, and then like oh, you should listen to this person or interview this person, right? So then that's the way it happens. Um, I would definitely love to have Jay Crum on the show again. Um, it sucks that he's in Nebraska, if I remember Omaha. Yeah, good Omaha. memory. Yeah, I was um, thinking Fargo, North Dakota, but you are correct. It is it is Omaha. Isn't it like uh, the stereotype of Nebraska? Is it so flat that you can watch your own dog run away? <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's it's like that right. or like Idaho or Indiana, like one like Idaho's the, not that flat. That's they got okay. like yeah, no, no, no. They got potatoes, so it's like <laughs> the, the the flat flatness is bumpy. I would love to have him on the show again, just to like just shoot the shit, not even do an interview, just like have him on the show. No, um, he was a cool dude. I definitely think that we want to have uh, people in person as well. So we we're planning on having like a few like just like guests friends of ours people who are either in the music industry as musicians but not so hip-hop but people who appreciate hip-hop right and we can have those discussions and i think uh you had said that we wanted to talk a little bit more about coffee or have specific segments and things like that where we discuss yeah uh i think i love to keep it organic and i don't like to do like a forced thing yeah yeah. i've listened to a lot of podcasts where it sounds like okay no it's time for trivia hour and it's just it's just really clunky and forced i like to keep our shit free flowing and when we stumble or when it's cringe it's fine it's all part of it it's all part of it there's like somebody blowing his nose on the track earlier because he fucking busted his ass i love it so uh now it's time for trivia hour Um, um, no, but like I, I, I did reach out to a few people that are not specifically hip hop artists. And, uh, like I have someone, uh, who has a quarter million followers on TikTok alone. Oh shit. Uh, and they agreed to be on They're in the jazz space, but they're hip hop head as well. So oh, that yeah. should be a very lively discussion. I think that there's like also like a big overlap, right? When you, when you take a look at like, I mean, so jazz, R&B, blues, even rock and roll, right? Rock and roll was started by African-Americans Rock and, and roll would not exist without African Americans. Right. And then and then taking a look at like now hip hop, all of these are like black dominated and black uh, originated musical genres and I think that they all flow within each other because lots of the you know even like disco, right? So like all those like break break beats and things like that like what hip hop producers were using for their beats and sampling horns from jazz tunes and things like that so um no i uh speaking of the black influence on all the best american or best overall music genres Mm -hmm. um black people thank you seriously uh this is weird right but i i like 
I don't think it said enough. Yeah. You built this country. This country could not exist as it is without your exploited labor. And uh, fuck it. It's time. Reparations are overdue. <laughs> That's like the, 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 the Dave Chappelle show skit. Now that you got your reparations, are you going to quit this job as a truck driver? Truck driver. <laughs> I just bought this whole truck. Straight cash. Straight cash. Mer, mer, I'm rich, bitch. But yeah, all jokes aside. Um, That's how I feel. Like, I've, I've always like gravitated towards black culture. And I don't know if like it's like one of my first friends is black right so like I, I met nate when i was two years old and like maybe that helped me be more open to the the black community and culture and things like that in america or i'm just not a fucking like racist piece of shit and i had some good parents who like raised me okay and i was exposed to certain things but i think that like um god it's it's like it's so good and like i love music like you know me i mean like i'm i'm so I like deep dive into music so much and I like to think about like what that artist was going through or what was in their mind at that given time. Like in our interview with um, Nelly Starr, God damn it. We were just talking about him. And, well, I had said all the different artists yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can see why you'd be cloudy. Uh, so going through the Rolodex. But you know, in our interview with him, like he talked a lot about like his adversity and challenges and like fucked up life experiences that he had to like I didn't know any of that prison, going into it. getting arrested like on false charges and they threw him into prison and they fucking tortured him and like all that crazy shit and so like if you haven't listened to that interview and you're listening and somehow you skip to episode 10 you should go back and you should listen to our interview because he definitely had some very like important things to say in his message and I think that that pours over his music right it was then, one of our wildest interviews I and then say. and then when you look at like jazz or blues you may not be singing right but you can feel the emotion in what they're playing, right? Whether it's happy or sad, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely for I'm looking forward to season three. Uh, we have a new logo that we just uh, uploaded today um, for our socials. We're so. stepping up our social game up yeah, a lot for yeah, season three. Yeah. And in addition to that, I didn't tell you about this. I was going to tell you about this on the podcast. Oh, shit. But, so, I mean, you may have seen it on the link tree, but I'm announcing it now. So there's a, there's a, a, a cold brew and hip hop ongoing playlist that we're going to continue to update and it's it's going to be a dynamic thing but it's going to be right on our link tree which is a link in our instagram bio and anybody that's featured or anybody that we just in general fuck with we're going to put it right there so you don't have to like go digging for ats and tags on social anybody that we fuck with anybody that we even mention what if we talk about tupac hit him up it's not like we're going to interview tupac right i mean maybe his hologram is going to show up on one of our episodes but that's a song that we reference a lot, that we fuck with a lot, and you know what? We make the rules, so maybe we'll put that on the playlist, too. So For sure. That should be number one, because uh, I was thinking about Elon Musk today, and I was driving home, and I was like, I was listening to, like, way mellow, not hip-hop music, because I didn't want to be, like, all jacked up. I listened to, like, Macklemore, right? He's hip-hop, but, like, you know, I was, Still. Just, I was just trying to, like, not, like, go too hard into, like, being amped up for uh, us recording, and I was just like... But seriously, though, first off, fuck your bitch in a click you claim. It's fucking... That's uh, why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Fuck you, Kanye West, you Nazi piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. And I love that you started this... I think you started this... Or was it the last one where you started it with the changes by Tupac? Yeah. Was that episode yeah. nine? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Still, though. Shout out Tupac. Rest in peace. Love you. My um, number one. You're my number one hip-hop. Also, uh, those who are on Reddit, follow uh, the subreddit Underboob. Uh, Jacob and I were talking about what the current mid-directive is, and I just brought it up. And uh, here it is. We got the under titty showing a little bit of navel. She's probably a Gen Z, so I'm just going to... 
close that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping it real and um, appreciate all of our listeners. I hope everyone had a great 2022. And, um, yeah. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. I think it's wrapped up I now. I think today was the last day of Hanukkah or maybe yesterday was. Um, so um, Shalom to our neighbors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, I don't have anything else. I think we'll see you guys in season three next year. Yeah, cool. Let's end it with a dap. Peace.